So it really goes back to why do you have your group? What are you giving people? What value are they going to be getting from it? And, and then you can decide how to do it. This is Three Marketers Walk Into a Podcast, episode 38. You're listening to Three Marketers Walk Into a Podcast, brought to you by the fine folks at Response Suite. I don't know about you, but what we've got in the office right now is everyone seems to be bringing in the leftover chocolates and biscuits and other goodies, unwanted gifts, mm. even. They've left the best ones as well. <laughs> they have. Mm. That was very lovely. What's your favorite one? Of the, of the Chocolate head? is not just for Christmas. Um, <laughs> the, the, the strawberry creams and the orange ones. This is it here. Mm, very lovely. Very, very nice. Well, here we are with another episode of Three Marketers Walk Up the Podcast. This is not a chocolate and, and mm, sound effects podcast. No, I'm studying with a cup of tea, which is quite unusual, but I feel quite, I feel quite comfortable. Old. Old. Yeah. <laughs> Get me lems. So what we're talking about today is Facebook groups. That's what we're here to talk about. Mm. We have uh, a lovely guest, Miss Bella Vasta. Top points for the best name we've had. <laughs> it's, it's such a showbiz name, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Very, very it. cool. Right. You were a huge fan of this interview. Yes, this is a really, really great episode because I've always liked the idea of having a free Facebook group. And of course, we talked to Tanya Whitam on it back in episode number two, uh, but... Uh, I've I, I've always liked the idea of having a Facebook group, and I've seen other people take them and make them skyrocket. People mm. like Tanya and Bella and other people who grow these enormous groups with tens of thousands of people in them, and they're just all like interacting. And uh... I think because we talk so much about this idea of being three D and being everywhere, I think if you have some people on your email list, and then some of those people are also in a group, and you're going to have some other people who follow you on social media, and we've talked about all these different things on the podcast in different episodes, I think. The more, the more opportunities you have to be in somebody's life every day, the more you become an influencer to them. Funny enough, I was writing an article recently, a, a marketing article for somebody, uh, and one of the things I was talking about was the, the position of social media within your marketing strategy. Is it about advertising and just bringing new people in? But actually, I think for me, a way that it fits in with one of my businesses is that it becomes part of your sort of long-term nurture campaign, and that's that whole become a 3D thing that we talk about. I think about. it's showing up every day. In somebody's life. Because at the end somewhere. of the day, if somewhere, and that's the, that's the big thing there, mate. That is the big thing. It's about being somewhere. Because if you email them four times a day, some people are not, not going to like that very much. Yeah. Whereas you might receive an email from the person. Then you might see a tweet from them. Yeah. And then the next day, you might see an Instagram post, and you might pop over to your LinkedIn and see something from there. You don't feel like you're being bombarded. You're not like... For goodness sake, Rob, stop emailing me. It's like if somebody calls you 42 times a day, you're going to be pretty upset about that probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas if you keep seeing them casually on these different platforms, it's going, to be, it's, it's going to be a lot gentler. And not only that, it's a bit like the way I described it in this article. It's like when you go on a date. You go on that first date and it's all very exciting. And you go to that bar, that nice bar that you really like. But on the second date, you don't take them to the same bar again because you don't deepen that relationship. You want them to see you under different contexts, right? Exactly. So uh, with that all in mind, we're talking specifically Facebook groups, how you can use them to build your brand, build your business, build a huge pool full of people who are potential customers. Before we get into this fantastic interview and the chat with Bella, we do have something for you, dear listener. Yes, and it's free. It's a giveaway. It's a gift. So if you are any form of high-ticket coach, consultant, or you offer any sort of high-ticket service, you probably have people applying for that service or that coaching. So we want to give you our template for the perfect application form, so-called because we have refined it and tested it over the last, I don't know, too many years, working with our high-ticket programs, with our clients' high-ticket programs to get what we believe 
believe is the perfect set of questions to ask, the layout, all of the psychology behind it, and all of that other important stuff. Yeah, the order to ask the questions, all that sort of stuff, really nicely refined. You'll be able to download that completely free, and not only the actual template itself, so you can go and use it, but also the lessons and the understanding of why we do all those things, and the psychological stacks we put behind the questions. You can get all those over at where, Robert? It's at perfectapplicationform.com. We actually had a very lovely comment from somebody very recently. It's one of the best things they've ever downloaded. Go and grab it, perfectapplicationform.com. Right, into the interview. Bella Vasta, you're in the house. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. How are you, gentlemen? We're very good. How are Top you? of the world. We're good, aren't we? Top of the world. We're feeling very good. We're really excited to talk to you about Facebook and Facebook groups in particular, because everybody seems to say, you know, what you want to set up a Facebook group. And I don't know about you, but I've done lots of research on Facebook groups. I thought, you know, I've got these big intentions. I'm going to have this massive Facebook group. I'm going to get loads of people in there. They're going to love me. They're going to think I'm the king of the world. What and- he's trying to say is we had a go. Yeah, we did. We, <laughs> it didn't we, we work. Tried. We tried. We got it wrong. So Before we... we get into the meaty failures of my business career in those elements, uh, shall, shall we talk about, like, apart from the absolute obvious, what would you say like, is the big difference between how we use Facebook groups versus how we should be using Facebook pages? Because they do have different functions. Um, so like, do they support each other in some way? Do you need both? Like, What's that all about? So the way I love to break this question down is I want you to think of your front yard. So the front yard of your house, like, would you put like a swimming pool there and have a barbecue only for your family or just be laying out sunning yourself? You probably wouldn't, right? Oh, Robert would. You haven't seen what he's like. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, the general public would. (laughs) Um, But what we do in the front yard is we have it nice and, you know, landscaped and, Maybe this time of year or so, we'd have, you know, Merry Christmas out front or Happy Halloween or something like that, right? It's, sure. it's, um, it's, it's very um, produced, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. And it's very your image out to the world. You're not expecting people to walk up to your door and start conversations with you there, right? So that's what a page does. Now, a group is more like your backyard, you guys. So your backyard, you kind of actually invite people in there, people that you like. Sometimes you have a common interest, like, hey, we're going to have a pool party. You are going to be the host back there. You're going to serve hot hamburgers and hot dogs, and, and you might have cornhole going in the side, and you might have some music on. You're not going to invite people to your backyard and then go in your house and take a nap. The backyard is like the group. That's where like the real uh, camaraderie and, um, and, and, and relationship building happens. So yes, they do serve a different purpose. Um, the backyard is the group where um, y- you really get into the cruts of whatever it is that your brand is representing, whatever you're serving up. And the front yard is more like you talking at them. It's the way to solve. Um, for so long, we've been saying, you know, oh, get engagement on your pages, which, yeah, you do want to do that. But it's a lot more difficult to do that in the front yard than it is the backyard. Does that make sense, you guys? It does make sense. But what I'm really curious about is, so it seems like you can move people through from being in your front yard, for example, on the pages, yes. through to coming into your groups. That makes sense. Yes. Is there any, any situation where you'll do it the other way around, where you'll get people who are in your community, in your group, and you'll want them to go and interact with the stuff on your pages? <laughs> or do you just not want to do that? I was like going back to front. We're, try, <laughs> we're trying not to sound like somebody's grandma who 
who's like, so how do you create a Facebook button? Uh, No, 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 it's okay. So no, and that's a fantastic question. So I believe that if people are already in your backyard, they're going to have no problem liking your front yard, right? So let me, let me put that into perspective. So we're in a group and we're hanging out and maybe it's about um, how to build a podcast or something, right? Well, if you're sharing stuff from your page into your group and people are liking it, you can easily ask them to then like your page because they've liked something, right? And you're going to have a lot more captive audience of seeing what's in the front yard if you share it into the backyard. So um, you can easily, I think you can more easily get people into your group and then get them to like your page than to get them on your page and then try to get them into your group. You know what I mean? That is really interesting to me because it's, I think that's probably the opposite of what most people consider. Like they consider, I create a Facebook page and that's like, I don't know, like a, like, like a big worldwide business card, isn't it? I'll pop that out to the world. It's almost like, it's like the the version of your website, but on the Facebook platform, isn't it? Like you own that and like you should broadcast, like like you said, Bella, you should be broadcasting stuff The idea of getting somebody into a group first and then once they're like kind of a bit sort of, I hate the word, but indoctrinated and they kind of know what you do and then you can push them over. Now, one of the things, I mean, the thing with a group is you can't start a group slowly. You know, like you can't say, right, we're going to pop through. We got three members. We'll start with that and we'll go from there because it'll just die a death. And we've tried actually, and we did a terrible job of launching it. So how do you actually launch a group in a way that it surges from day one? It doesn't just like flop over and die. Yeah. So the reason why the groups work is because relationships are able to form. We have this false sense of, um, of safety in groups, right? Like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Everyone wants to feel safe. They want to feel like they belong. Um, and so when we're in that group, I think it's actually okay to get started small because you need something to start with. And I don't really think it really comes down to numbers. Now, of course you want more than three people in your group, but there's many different ways to get people into this group. So here's some ways, you ready? I'm gonna be tactical. Um, The very first thing is you can consider in your email signature, I'm sure you have a link to your Facebook page, right? What if we just made that link to go to the group? That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, that was in silence by the way. That was us and they're looking at each other going, we're stupid. (laughs) That was the noise of stupidity. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, here's another one. So when you're, you can, staying on the email front, you can email your whole list and say, hey, join the group. But before you do that, you need to have, you need to understand like, when you start a group, it's almost like a business plan, right? It's, it's the typical, you know, you don't need to be everything on social media, but you have to have a plan for it. So why, why does it benefit me? What value am I getting from that group? So when you email your whole list, you say, hey, join this group and get but whatever it is, right? Uh, backstage access or uh, exclusive videos every Friday or um, a problem solving area where a lot of people all also have it. So you've got to be really keen on what your message is and what your value is. And Bella, could that thing that you offer them at that point, could it, could it be just that they get a one-off thing or does it, like, for example, join my group and you can get my, my book about blah, 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 or does it no. need to be a thing that they need to get regularly? No, I think it's something they need to get regularly because if you're like, oh, join my group and get my downloadable book, it's like, great. You just gave me more work that I have to do or making myself feel worse because I know I'm not going to read that or I'm not going to have the time to do it because we have so much stuff. It needs to be like a passive, like a value added to my life somehow. So you've got the email signature, you've got sending out emails on your actual page. We have the cover photo or the cover video. We can draw attention down to the, on the right side, change that to visit group or change up the, um, the sidebar for community. 
So that way there, when I go to your page and I wonder, Hey, do they have like a, a backstage group? Do they have a, do they have a group? They can actually get in that way. Another way is, um, I don't know if you know my friend Chris Strub. He likes to do a, uh, a URL. So what he does, and I love this, is on Instagram stories and Facebook stories, he'll talk to people and they'll say, hey, I'm about to go live in my group and I'm going to talk about how to solve XYZ problem. You should join. And here's the URL, socialwithstrub.com. So he got a URL because that's a lot easier to direct people into your group as you're on lives or you're talking, right? Rather than go to Facebook and type in into the search bar and try to find me and then join, yeah, you know, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash eight, seven, six, six, four, three, two. Yeah. It's nutty. It's so if you can, you can actually create a URL to redirect to that group. So join the group. Something else you can do on pages, I'm sorry, on stories is, um, is, is tease something. So take a screenshot of something really juicy in your group, right? And you can screenshot the, the post, but then put some images over the bottom of it, just where you get to the point where you're like, hey guys, if you've ever been wondering about how to grow your business, I found this awesome secret and I'm going to tell you right now. The first thing you need to do is, and then it all covers up, and then the words over it say, you want to know? go to socialwoodstrub.com or whatever your URL is. You know what I mean? That's really awesome. So like you're going to tease people in almost Absolutely. like, it's almost like lead magneting. It's using the, the same psychology as lead magnets yes. for getting people into the group. So once people get in there, I mean, I mean, have you got some more stuff you want to share? Or can I, can I grill you about something else now? You, we could just, you just keep talking. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So we get some people in initially. So we're going to mail our list and do all the sort of great things you just mentioned. Do, do the, the, the Instagram stories with the vanity URL forwarding to it. Love all of that stuff. And again, we're just writing all this stuff down. But once we're st- we've got some people in there, what do we need to do now to start that growing? Because obviously if it's just a place where a small percentage or a percentage of our email list go, then we may as well not do it. We want it to grow in and of itself. So how do we now go from starting to growing? So like I was saying, just like any other social media platform, you need to have a strategy. And I think that your strategy is going to depend upon if your group is top of the funnel or bottom of the funnel. Now, what do I mean by that? So top of the funnel group is just like, I want as many people as possible in there. It's free. And my goal of that big group is to capture as many people as I can and get them to go someplace else. Maybe it's a paid group. Maybe it's a product. Maybe it's a pop-up group. Maybe it's something else, right? So that strategy is going to be a lot different than you buy this product and then you get the support group with it, right? So a variety of different things you can do. One thing I love doing is challenges. Challenges where you gain points over a a certain amount of time. It could be like maybe a month and you have to keep tally of these points and who gets points. And of course, if you have like 2000 people, you can't really do it for that. Again, (laughs) depends on what part of the funnel. But then at the end of the month, you can send people Amazon gift cards or Starbucks gift cards for the winners. And with these challenges, depending on what your subject matter is, um, I'll give you an example. In my mastermind, we do big hairy goals once a month, okay? And so on sun, by, from Friday to Sunday, you have to say, this is what I want to get done next week. And this is what I'm going to do on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Then on Monday morning, I post a graphic and I say, post um, below what you did on video. So you have to actually record a 60 second video saying, this was my goal and I did it and then post it. And that's how you get your point. The coolest part about video that we all probably know as marketeers 
is that video helps bond people. Like you can act like you can see me right now. Right. Mm. And you can see my expressions. You, it's not just a profile picture. So part of that, like bonding of the group and people loving the group is that when they can actually see one another. So that challenge, I love it. And then we have a lot of other pop-up challenges. I was in a workout group, you know, and they're like, take a video and see how many squats you can do in 60 seconds and then post it, <laughs> you know? And the person that, that, um, that, that did the most won that challenge, right? So challenges are a really great way to do things. Um, another thing you could do is, uh, take, like I said earlier, your content from your page, share it into the group, tell about your thoughts and then ask people what their thoughts are. And don't be afraid to be a little controversial or mind bending, if you will, you know, and again, it kind of depends on your, your area. Another really cool thing that if you have a group, that's a social learning group, you can do units. Um, a lot of problems people have with groups is that just like the Facebook feed, the minute you post, it starts dying. And if it's going to start dying and you can use, you can use units two months later when someone comes in and says, Oh, what are your video tips? Or how do I figure out the profit margin? And maybe you did a video or a post on it already. If you filed it away into the appropriate unit, which would, uh, it, it, it helps you be able to recall it easily. And not only you, but your group members. And they can so all they reference it like and say, hey, they, yes, that's brilliant. So you can like reference it so much easier. That's very cool. Yep. So the, Oh, go on. I have so many ideas. So you guys tell me when it's too much. Oh, no, no. This is good. Yeah, keep going. I'm going to shut up. Quiet. Okay. Okay. So another one is um, groups also do, they give you insights, right? So you can tell who the top posters are or how engaged it is. You can also tell the different types, just like pages, um, the different types of uh, days and times where people are really active in there. So you're going to want to post, obviously, when people are active, but you also can call out people and say, Hey, Paul is like our top poster. Thanks so much for contributing to our community. And when people know that they're going to get recognized, they have a little bit more of um, uh, ownership within the group. Okay. So that can be something else that you can do. That's really fun. That's um, awesome. You're basically really appealing to people's desire for significance then, aren't you really? That, that idea of being called out and that's, that's really great. Yeah. Again, so you want people to belong, you know, like you want them to feel like they have a place of belonging. Um, as, as the group leader, I would, like I said earlier, you're not going to invite people to your backyard and go inside and take a nap. You need to know what you're going to be serving up. So I encourage you, if you do have a group, do a content calendar, like once a week, once a month, once a quarter, whatever it is, but pre-plan and you can schedule everything in your group. So what I do for my paid groups is we create the content two weeks before the month starts and we, my team gets everything posted in there. So I know that I'm covered. Okay. I know I'm not waking up in the morning going, Oh shoot, I got to post something in my group. It's been too long. And then you start getting all those icky feelings about, Oh, I have a group and I don't know what to post. And, but if you pre-plan it, just like same principles of many other social media channels, you will be that much more successful. Um, let me tell you the last thing and then I'll stop because I've got more, but this will be the last one. It's very powerful the questions you choose when you enter groups. Okay. So when I want to join your group, there are three questions that Facebook allows us to do. And those three questions can give you content for days. A real a one that I really love is what's your biggest challenge in subject area. Okay. 
So that right there is going to tell you what your people want to hear. And you're going to actually start to see common themes. Let's say that there's five common themes. You could be posting about each one of those five themes every week, right? Hey, so-and-so answered this question. I wanted to go live and talk about it. The next thing in those questions should be um, your email. Ask people for their email and tell them that they're going to get on your email list for updates or whatever this email list is for. Um, in my company, we like to send out Friday emails because we produce so much content and it's kind of like a, a rewind, like, hey, did you miss all this? Here's like a a contents and you can click on whichever one interests you. So it's a way to stay top of the mind awareness. Even if they might not be active in the group, they can see what's actually going on in the group. And then of course, the third question is like, you know, if you're trying to qualify businesses, what's your, what's your website or, you know, that one's kind of like up for grabs, but I really want you to, to think keenly about what three questions you're going to ask in the group. Now, the last tip about these questions I recently stumbled upon this really awesome software and I'll send you guys a link. Um, and what it does is with a click of a button, it takes all of this information and puts it in a spreadsheet for you. So huh. what I was doing before this was copy and pasting all of this. And as your group grows, you can imagine this is hours of work a month or a week, or you're paying someone to do it. And with a click of a button, it can all go into a spreadsheet. And if you're a real ninja, you can get that spreadsheet hooked up to Zapier, Zapier. I never know how to pronounce that one. Both. And, and you can, you know, do a myriad of things with it from there. So you can really be an incredible ninja when it comes to groups. If you have it all planned and set up correctly, according to what problem you're solving or group of people you're gathering. Are you guys excited now? This is really I mean, cool. This is awesome. And what, what, what great tips. Yeah. I mean, so when it comes to creating this group, how do you like decide on a theme of the group? So it's going to serve the purpose of actually moving somebody closer towards the goal of becoming a customer and also like branding it. So coming up with a name that's going to grab their attention. Should the name of the group be based on the people it's for or should it be based on the outcome? Should it be witty and clever or really obvious? So basically theming and naming. I love this question. Um, and if you want, we can go into uh, examples of you guys. But generally speaking, for all of your listeners, I always like it if you have um, it about your audience. Because I don't want to join a Coca-Cola group. Or, well, that's a bad example. I don't want to join a Mr. <laughs> Clean group. But I would love to do cleaning hacks for moms, right? And so it's, it's, it needs to be tie into your topic. A good example is uh, Impact Branding and Designing. They're a fantastic organization in Connecticut, uh, Connecticut, USA. And um, I was in their group and they provide branding and uh, websites and they're, they're, a, they're a big agency, a high dollar agency. But their group, they're constantly bringing in experts and doing free webinars inside there. So when they had their conference in the summer, even though I wasn't a customer, I felt so bonded with the people in that group that I flew across the country to go to their conference because they're just so, um, I loved their energy. I loved their culture. And even though I wasn't a candidate for them, I knew one of my clients that was and referred them. And I brought six other people to the conference with me because of what I experienced in the group. So it really goes back to why do you have your group? What are you giving people? What value are they going to be getting from it? And, and then you can decide how to do it. Social media examiner is another one. 
they've got the social media marketing society. Okay. So the society indicates that I'm part of a group of people that all like social media. Now it's social media examiner is the business, but they didn't say it's a social media examiner society. They just said it's the social media marketing society. See what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's sort of, it, it calls out to the people and gives that sort of sense of belonging. It's the idea of creating a real community. That's- you have to make it about them because it's ne- in marketing, right, guys? It's never about you. It's always about your audience. Love it. Okay, we're going to move into one of our first games of the episode. That is what we lovingly refer to as the true or false round. I'm going to give you three different statements, Bella, and you can tell us whether you think it's true or false and what your thinking is behind them. Here's statement number one. The average Facebook user has 155 friends, but would only trust four of them in a crisis. Uh, I think I'm a little skewed because I'm a social media gal. I would say false but probably for the general public, true. I like the way you totally limboed that and didn't <laughs> mean you, you win either way. It's true. <laughs> Next, <laughs> Facebook has helped 30% more users join meaningful communities in the past oh, yes. Six months. Yes, true. Absolutely. Facebook groups are exploding. Yeah, and, and, and they are exploding. It's actually higher. It's false. It's actually 50%. 50% okay. of users. Isn't that incredible? Okay, That is incredible. Final, that is incredible. <laughs> I would also say with a caveat to that, though, I think a lot of us are, um, groups might be on the rise, but I think that if you have 100 groups, you actually only pay attention to like four or five, right? Yeah. So I think that we belong to a lot more groups than we actually realize, and the cream of the crop kind of rises to the top. Yeah, Ooh, for sure. That rhyme. Yeah, yeah, that, that whole thing. Okay, final one for you. True or false? Shakira, remember her? Uh, Shakira <laughs> has the most Facebook fans of any musician on Facebook. Is that true or false? Sure, why not? <laughs> it is true of all the people. I can't believe it. Uh, her hips don't lie. Her <laughs> hips don't lie, boys. <laughs> so listen let's get back to facebook groups here do you have like a different group for customers versus like a a top of the funnel group that's really just to bring people in so do you have because i've seen that before and it's actually a problem i had is i thought well i have um i have a a paid group for people who are a member of a membership program and i was like well i I don't really want to have a free group because then does that devalue the paid group in some sense like so do you have both do you have one the other or or what Yeah, again, so it goes back to your plan, right? So I'll tell you my quick progression. Um, I have a group that's, I own a pet sitting company with staff and those are people with staff, right? So it's about them. And then I had so many people that, and I was creating a lot of products for a long time for people only with staff. But then I realized that I'm kind of missing out on a lot of like the starter up first, right? So I opened up a general group and that's the group that I actually get everybody into. That's my top of the funnel. Once you're in that major general group, the, it's called jumpstart my pet business. Then I get them into the staff group and then I get them into my mastermind My mastermind is the monthly membership paid, um, but I catch everybody in that general jumpstart group. Um, And I I think that you you should probably, if you're just starting, you've never done groups before, I think it's a really good idea to have a catch-all group. And to answer your question, no, it doesn't devalue it if you have a plan. 
So if you decide that I'm going to be in my mastermind every single day, I'm going to do a lot of video responses to my members. I'm going to be uh, bringing in live guests. I'm going to be doing roundups, um, which is another thing going back a little bit in the interview. Uh, we use zoom and we all get on camera once a month and we like solve a problem and track our goals together. So it kind of creates that community again. Um, I don't do all of that stuff. Oh, we have an HR expert that comes in once a month. We don't have all of that stuff in the free group. The free group, I don't really plan too much content. I let the members kind of do it and run it. And when I'm tagged or I find something interesting, I will reply, but they won't get as in-depth or hand-holding or side-by-side -side every day. Not like quite as much of your time, do they? That's it. Yeah, it's not quite as much of your time. A qu question for you on this, Bella, um, is... When the let's, let's say somebody who's really active in your free group, that top of the funnel person, they're really active in the group and they're really likely, of course, to then join your mastermind program, your paid group. Do you find, because in, theoretically, that person who's now a member of the mastermind group is going to have, they're going to be spending their quote unquote Facebook time in the paid group. And so do you lose their engagement in the, in the free group? And what's the impact of suddenly this one person, you know, Rob was in the group. He was always posting yeah. useful stuff and now he's gone. <laughs> Super question. But you know what? That doesn't, it doesn't work that way, at least in my experience. Okay. And again, it kind of goes back to my strategy. So everyone in the mastermind also has affiliate links. So they are also looking in the bigger group. So when anyone talks about, we had an instance uh, this week, someone asked, hey, how do I find out my profit margin? And so someone else was kind of answering them. And then they said, um, oh, I'd love for you, Bella, to explain this more in depth. And I said, you should join the mastermind. I've got an hour long video describing all of this. Mm -hmm. And then two other people in the mastermind jumped in and they're like, Oh my God, the video is so awesome. You should be in there. Use my affiliate link, you know? So, um, <laughs> that, and it tends to be that the people in the mastermind are very empowered. They really are kicking butt and taking names in their business and they're on fire and they're excited. So they actually pour over into some of the other groups because they're like, oh, I know that question. That's easy. And because we've been able to create such a great community it hasn't been a problem for me, but I understand that I'm also not everybody. So again, I would say to the person that's creating groups or funnel with groups to really have a keen understanding of what your strategy is going to be. And that, that's what I help brands with is figuring out how that all works. Yeah, that makes sense. So let's, let's move into that idea of moving people from that free level into, into that paid level. How yep. do you actually pitch in a group? You've got a group full of, of these people, top of the funnel. You said it's really good to start them off there. Do you, can you just link directly to a sales page? Do you need to more, be a bit more, more once removed? Do you put them to a webinar first and there's actually no direct pitching in the group? Do you put the whole sales copy right there in the group? Like, what the hell do you do? <laughs> right. I think because, um, all right, I want to talk about my backyard thing again. So if someone, if the solar panel guy who comes to your front door to sell was to walk into your barbecue in the backyard and be like, Hey, anyone want solar panels? You'd be like, get out of here, dude. Like, why are you here? Right? So no, it has to be like, um, you know, there's a lot of different groups everywhere and someone's talk. It just casually happens in conversation. Like, Hey, my, my electric bill is really a lot this year. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, 
um, I know this solar panel guy that is like really cool. You, here's a referral, you know? So it happens in conversation more so. Now with the webinars, I do do webinars. And um, when I do those, or I have uh, free videos on my main page, I will attract the people in my group and I'll invite them. Hey, come on this free webinar. Come watch this free video. I did a series of um, uh, t-shirt Tuesdays where pet sitters around the world sent me their t-shirts and I wore it and I answered people's questions on camera. <laughs> so I would invite people from my group, but in those videos, I would always somehow inadvertently mention the mastermind. So then we go into like the curiosity marketing. Well, what do you mean that other group? How do I get in that other group? What, what's the mastermind, Bella? And then it happens um, like on the sly or, or side conversation. Okay. And so what's the percentage of just content versus like those kind of pitching sort of indirect? Is that, would you say it's, what is it? 80, 20? Uh, if I had to guess, I would definitely say that. Um, you know, a lot of my, my marketing strategy is educational marketing. Mm. Um, I've got the most amount of content in the pet industry between videos, podcasts, and um, blogs. Um, but that's been part of my strategy for years, you know? So it's just very easy to just drop that in there. Um, so I would say 20, maybe even 10%, um, because people kind of know what is going on and they get those weekly emails I told you about too in the group. And at the very bottom, the PSs are always, did you like this? Would you want some more? Check out the mastermind, you know? So it's, um, it's very value, like the, the, the jab, 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 right hook of Gary Vee. That's really cool. I like the, the, the kind of the thing that people get in there. And some people will be in the group for quite a long time before it's the right decision for them to join. Like it's the right time in their life or their business. 100%. And that's really cool. So we're going to play the second game, the final game of the episode. Uh, my colleague Kennedy here. Hello. That's him. He's going to sing a song, uh, but he's going to sing a song in the style of a traditional British club or pub singer. And that means that some of the words may be somewhat confused and disguised. And your job, Bella, and dear listener, is simply to guess what song Kennedy is singing. Shape and day, it's ship and shake to pay the pain of shame. It's ship and shake to pay the pain And pig is sick to me. It's ship and shake to pay the pain of God bless you. I have no idea. <laughs> well, we'll we'll make the big revelation at the end. It was quite accurate, I thought. <laughs> All right. Uh, now, when I get my breath back, will you please tell us a little bit about keeping people engaging in that group? Like we sort of hinted at it earlier on. And so, I'm, what I want to sort of pick up on is that this these daily themes that you see in some groups, like it's uh, I don't know something Monday, Monday, Mission Monday, and all that sort of stuff. Wacky Wednesdays, all that stuff. But after a little while, what I've noticed in lots of groups is they work to begin with, and then they just die out. What? what yeah, I don't like those. I'm not a fan of those. <laughs> I I think ex I agree with everything that you guys just said. It's so true. People just glaze over. Um, now the one thing that I do like is, um, you know, if you have a business, uh, group and you're all solving something around your business, I think something like a selfie Saturday or a self-care Saturday is okay. Cause it's like just a once a week, um, off topic, you know, you spend all week talking about business and then you can get personal on Saturdays, mm. um, or encourage people, you know, mentally, physically, spiritually, um, relationshiply to, 
self-care themselves, right? And that's uh-huh. that's really cool. And you learn what's going on in people's lives because we're not just our businesses, right? Yeah. But um, I think the same rules apply that they do everywhere else, you know, especially when you're starting out the group, you're going to be doing a lot of the talking and a lot of the engaging. So not just, oh, that's cool or like it, but hey, Paul, that was awesome. Tell me more about that. Or why did you say that? You know, using those, uh, pulling, pulling that, extracting that information out of them. What are your favorite tips to sort of like make people want to go and uh, create that? Because this is a great thing about a Facebook group is that it's self-generated, user-generated content, isn't it? It's the fact that somebody wakes up on a Monday and they think just, I want to go and ask this group a question. And how do you get your group? Because it's kind of like you said, most people will be a member of like hundreds of groups or dozens of groups, and they'll only really use a couple of them. Like what's your favorite, as we kind of start to close out this episode, what's your favorite way of making your group that, that number one choice or top couple of choices? So again, you can, you have to plan so you don't fail, right? I'm going to keep saying that because it's so true. You got to understand why your group is there. But I also think, you know, there's the whole no like and trust. And if you're not showing up daily and you're not giving a variety of different things, you can't just be posting status updates with no picture, no video, no extra content or links or um, different types of media, you know, even gifts. Like, how are you feeling today? Drop a gift below. Like people love that stuff. Um, so you want, you really want to be, have a variety of stuff and you need to show up. You have to be serving those hamburgers and hot dogs. You have to be asking your guests how they are. Um, that's the best way to really get people wanting to come back. It's, it's the same exact reason why I flew 3000 miles to go to a conference. It's because they showed up in that group all the time. And it was always interesting stuff that just appealed to what I was going through in my business at the time. So create the right kind of flock of birds that flock together and they're going to, they're going to want to eat your seed. <laughs> that kind of sounds weird. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll let you have that one. We'll leave that in. That's not getting edited out. Not for a minute. <laughs> I've got one final question for you before we go into the quick fire round. And I really want to know if someone was, someone was thinking about closing their groups on a Sunday and just not letting anybody post into it. Yes. I might be poking fun at you just a little bit. Um, what would you say to that Bella? Yeah. So, um, I did that (laughs) and I was a dictator, uh, in about 2012, 2013. And, uh, I admittedly didn't, I was doing it scared. I didn't have a plan and I didn't want to manage it on Sundays. So, um, that was a mistake. Uh, don't do that. Um, it's, I I mean, you can encourage it. Like what I do now in the mastermind is I encourage, I, I post a lot on, Monday through Friday. And I let my, my members know, I mean, they're paying that, Hey, Saturday and Sunday, um, isn't going to be too active in here. We're only going to talk about, you know, self care or we're not, I'm not going to be in here all the time. Or I've even gone as far as to say, Hey guys, let's detox and delete the Facebook app from our phone this weekend. Who's with me? you know, so that we're not constantly checking it and maybe only doing it on desktop or when we're at home. So I think it really depends on your community, but I wouldn't close the group on a certain day. If you're at burnout or you're feeling like that's why you're trying to do it. I think it's time for a community manager that you get that can take your place one or two days a week. That will be very nice. That's really cool. This has been really like eye-opening for me in terms of just what groups can do and what they should be used for. And, and that position amazing. within your business, that's the critical thing. Like a lot of people thinking, I should have a Facebook group because it's the thing to do. And I've heard Bella yeah, talking about it and I'm enthused. It's I've exciting. Loads of good ideas. So uh, it's now time to switch over into the quick fire round. Hey, hey. You don't want to miss out on more of these fabulous nuggets, do you? 
Make sure you subscribe to the Three Marketers Podcast now on your podcast player. Bella, okay. what would be a book you'd recommend? I love Marcus Sheridan and They Ask You Answer. I mean, I just think that that's like a, a baseline Bible for any content marketer. Yeah, we've got it and we love it. Very cool. What's your top success habits or something you do like daily or weekly? I think planning. Planning is really big. Um, you have to know where you're going because if you don't plan, you end up feeling, I feel, a lot of anxiety or I feel I beat myself up thinking I didn't do too much because I just ran around with a chicken with my head cut off. You know, you need to have a goal that you're working towards. And um, something I did wrong in the beginning of it was uh, in my, my first 10 years maybe was I had these yearly goals, but like psychologically, you can't really comprehend those. So when I started breaking it down to more like 90 day goals, that's when stuff really started like exploding. Wow. Okay. That's awesome. Who do you really look up to? I have to say again, uh, there, there's more than one person, but uh, Marcus Sheridan, Mari Smith, um, uh, Trevinia Barber. Um, I, I really try to surround myself with a lot of people who I want to be like. Um, because I think that, uh, it's really important even as a coach and a consultant for me always to be learning, have a coach, um, and be in, be the small fish in the, like, you know, the small fish in the big pond. <laughs> what are your favorite apps that you think are super cool right now? Um, well, I mean, aside from the social media ones, right. Um, <laughs> I live on Asana and Slack. I mean, that's how I really do my whole team boxer for both business and personal. Um, I have a lot of friends around the world as I'm sure you guys do as well. Mm -hmm. And I love boxer because I can just, you know, be in the car and talking to them essentially, and they can pick it up whenever. So I'm a big fan of boxer. I love that. Okay. Really big, important question. Who do you like more red headed Rob or platinum <laughs> Kennedy? I like you both. <laughs> not an answer to the bloody question. <laughs> and finally, um... <laughs> finally, most importantly, Bella, where can folks go to find out more about you? Yeah, they can go to bellavasta.com. Um, but what I would really love is if you just friended me on Facebook and told me that you heard me on this podcast. I believe everything is all about relationships and I'd love to learn from you. Love it. I love that. Thank you so much for being here, Bella. I mean, I personally have learned a load. Rob's it's been amazing. Um, Rob's never written notes before. I don't mean, he's podcast, I mean in his life. And uh, he's, he's written some today, so that's exciting. So, and of course, we have to reveal the song that Kennedy sang. The song I was singing this week, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, was Justin Timberlake, Sexy Back, obviously. I was just... For real? That song was written hey, for you. Hipping back. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, sir. Uh, thank you so much for, ha for, for being here and, 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 and having the time to come and speak to us and sharing so much. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. There's something in that interview which, when you take it on face value, you think, well, everyone knows that. But the way that Ballard defines it is really interesting. And that's the difference between a Facebook page and a Facebook group. Because initially, I thought, oh, no, we're going to sound like somebody's gran who's just signing up for Facebook for the first time going, what's me timeline? Uh, Derek, show us <laughs> where me timeline is. Um, but not at all. So, you know, you would think if you've been on Facebook for a little while, you would know what the difference between a Facebook page and a Facebook group is. But for Bella to be able to take that and actually define what the purpose of the usage is is really really powerful having that clear i have both like where they fit in your life and your business uh, and what and how they actually impact the people that you're trying the crowd that you're trying to attract 
is is massive, isn't it? The other big objection, I guess, or obstacle I've always had with the Facebook thing is I have a paid Facebook group for my programs. So if somebody's in my high ticket program, they're in a Facebook group. Yes. They're in my membership site, they're in a Facebook group. And with Response Suite here, we have a, a group specifically just for customers, just for users of Response Suite. And I and I and I sell the fact that there is a group as part of the program, sure. and it has a value on it. It's buy this because it has this in it, and that's worth money. Absolutely. So I was thinking, well, why do I have a free group? And how, how do I differentiate between those two? And again, Bella really helped to overcome that. Yeah, really outlined that. That's great. And remember, if you want to get all those show notes, because maybe you didn't have time to scribble down everything that Bella absolutely offloaded onto us there, you'll find those show notes over at blog.responsesuite.com forward slash zero three eight. It's very difficult Well done, to say. son. You remembered to do that all by yourself. You didn't palm <laughs> it off onto me like you normally do. I think that's two weeks in a row now. It's quite, it takes quite a deep breath to do that, doesn't it? Like, well, Doris, what's we done? I'm not just a pretty haircut, you know. <laughs> yes, indeed, indeed. That's it for this week. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Don't miss a thing. Miss a thing. Check out the show notes at blog.responsesuite.com.